Welcome back to Morning Glory. Uh, Liam Alexander is going to join us later on for Movie of the Week. Uh, Chevy Chase's classic European vacation. What, mate, it was... Uh Maestro said to me this morning, he's got that Holiday Road song yes. oh, yes. no, no. yeah. Two weeks in a row. Thanks, oh, Ben. Hey, it's <laughs> fantastic. Well, it's in spirit of uh, Maestro and Liam, obviously, taking off to, um, to Europe. 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 And we thought, hey, let's do a European vacation movie. And there's, there is only one. Mm. There is only one. I reckon they should suspend the NRL comp for a month. In the middle of the year, so we can all go to Europe. I Everyone love, take off. I and, love and, and this then we, idea. And then we can take photos and put it on Instagram to show we were there. Yeah, of so. your breakfast as well. Yeah. Here I am in Mexico on the beach with my uh, amazing breakfast. I thought you meant another Avocado. breakfast. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't matter. Anyway. I'm a little slow out of the blocks. Didn't sleep real well last night. Anyway, uh, it's time for Webster. Never was the best Now, Webby, for most of this week, you've been uh, locked and loaded on the uh, typewriter, <laughs> writing about uh, soccer in Australia, uh, yes. what's happened in the past and what's next. Okay, so I've written about it today. I'm getting a great response, actually, which uh, surprised me from the people who actually read my jibber. Um, <laughs> so the big, uh, big picture issue is about federal government funding of mm. women's football or about football in general. And I know, you know, it's, it's been talked about. Sam Kerr's used her platform a couple of times. She did it after the semi-final loss the other night to say that the federal government needs to throw some more funding into the sport. And I looked at the numbers. I crunched the numbers. Nice. And Ooh. it's true. It's true. They put absolutely sweet FA into grassroots football. They put sweet FA into high performance um, of, of the sport as well. Now, people will say, oh, well, they're all cashed up you know, professional footballers playing in Europe. But it's not about that. It's about funding teams to go and play proper friendlies, to go and play proper tournaments, to yeah. to sports science, the whole side of it. So the Matildas got $10 million over the last two years. Um, but but not, hardly any of that goes to player payments. Most of it's to get them around the world. It's to get the result that they've had at this World Cup. But that funding stops. So under benchmarking from the Australian Sports Commission, which is the federal government's funding arm for, for sport, um, football gets one, well, it, this year gets one point nine, whereas paddling gets around seven million. Paddling, what? Not doggy paddling, but yeah, yeah. you know. So because everything is benchmarked on your likelihood to win a gold medal at the Olympics, so World Cups don't count. So what the Matildas wow. have done here will do nothing in the eyes of the federal government when it comes to funding. That's outrageous. It's not right. At a smaller level, though, the facilities of so it's the biggest participation sport in the country. Mm. The problem is they don't have enough fields because they're competing with the other gotcha. codes and obviously gotcha. AFL, which is so um, yep. so aggressive in, when in terms of government relationships. Mm. So there's a real, like, so all the warm and fuzziness of all the politicians, I thought the sight of Anthony Albanese and Annika Wells, the sports minister, crying on the sidelines after oh. that win against France and Suncorp, that's as cringe as it gets, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, to think yeah. that they got 1.9 and what they've just achieved and they're crying, it's like, if you really cared... Yeah. Surely something more has to happen. Something has to change. But uh, uh, so 41% of football facilities, only 41% are um, are amenable to women and girls using them. Wow. Only 41%. Wow. So that's all got to change. So 
Um, I think Craig Foster has actually been the smartest one on this, saying that, you know, the rece- we, we're keeping the receipts. Yeah. But he also made some really smart comments and said that Football Australia needs to needs to change too. Um, and Maestro, I'd be interested in your thoughts on this as a yeah. round ball aficionado. Football's had all these, new, you know, new dawns in the past. Yep. Yep. We had it when 06 World Cup. We've had it with the A-League and all those huge crowds around those big derbies. We even had it last year after the Socceroos. But... The game seems to have a habit of eating itself, which isn't always well, a bad Craig, thing. Well, I had a conversation about a month ago with Craig Johnston, who just keeps hitting brick walls, you know, all, all the time. He wants to put certain things in place, and he just gets blanked. Mm. Is it going to change? Is it, um, make, is it, is it real? Are we really going to have a? Is this really going to make a difference? Are we going to be, you know, all buying, a, you know, A League women? Memberships and Look, a small bump would be a success because the last thing we want to do is the same thing we did after the World Cup where a week later we had Melbourne victory fans running on the field and hitting players with buckets. So yeah. that's not a great way to go about it. That was all off the back of the APL's decision. So this is a big thing. We're all split. So Football Australia run the national teams. The APL are the Australian professional re- leagues run the A-League. They wanted more yeah. jurisdiction. And that's the way it's set up in England. It's the, the global standard. So I can understand why they did that. But those two have got to find a way to come together and present a united front to government. And to defend Annika Wells, because she is a football fan, um, she's made this point in the past that when government look at funding proposals from the AFL, the NRL, rugby union, any sport, you name it, they've got one proposal there on their desk that they can look at. When they're looking at a football proposal, they got five. They got right. one from a state federation. They got one from Football Australia. They got yeah. one from the club down the road. They've got one from the Australian it, Professional League. It's League's. a problem We've of a federated, a federated exactly. sport. Exactly. Like yeah. We, we have and got to present a united front to and, government and I tell when we go with our hands. And it up. needs serious government funding. If, if we look at the A-League right now, and A-League wants to be – and let's, let's, for instance, for a second look at the men's game, right, with mm. the A-League. The A-League is always fired on the cult of personality. Yeah. yeah, Zola and those guys coming out now. The rise of these leagues, like uh, in the Middle East, like Saudi Arabia, like you go, had like it's impossible to compete against. Hundred percent. Guys who are going over the other side of their careers that we once were able to get here, that's just impossible. The MLS I, in um in, yeah, in yeah, America's gone through the roof. I, I think I think it more needs to be directed towards Albanese. You know, yeah, because he has the power. He's there, you know, riding the wave and, you know, posting about it, which, you know, we all get it. We all politicians do that. But at the same time, like something great has been achieved. Albany was, Albanese was there. So it's on him to get it done, regardless of how, if we are not a united front or we're not a united, like he, he's intelligent enough to know yeah. that, that, that there are issues that need to be sorted. Why doesn't he take the first step forward to sort that those issues? And that's what actually happened back in 2003 when the Howard government basically said the old soccer Australia needs to be basically torn down and started again. He put mm. Frank Lowy in charge. John O'Neill came on as his CEO and they turned the whole game around. We qualified for the on, for the World Cup on the back of that. The A-League was set up after the dissolution of the NSL. Mm. Um, so it has happened before. There's yeah. precedent did, did Frank, there for him to did do Did Frank that. go to... I couldn't work this out this week. Did Frank go to Howard or did Howard go to Frank? I think it was uh, probably Frank going to Howard to start with. Because Frank, Frank didn't... Frank Lowy, richest man in the country, stayed away from football for 20 years because of the politics. He just didn't wow. want to get involved wow. at all. He washed his hand of the sport. Mm. Yeah. So that goes, shows you the level of frustration. I'll tell you one thing. You never see politics or self-interest in rugby league. You never. will never <laughs> see it. <laughs> <laughs> because if, there, if you want to talk about a unified, collaborative, mm. cohesive sport, 
It's the greatest game of all. <laughs> totally is. It's, called a, it's called a segue. I, well, yeah. I, I don't like well, to use words like segue. I like to find my own vernacular. So what are, what we're going to do, we're going to place ourselves in the trolley and we're going to just shift <laughs> over perfectly. West Tigers, five-year plan has been torn up, thrown at the wind. Tim Sheen's uh, won't coach, uh, won't have a role with the team in 2024. It's all Benji's. Uh, it's hard to – like uh, – Justin Pascoe and, and, and Lee have come out and said that, you know, that it was instigated by, by Tim Sheens. But there's no doubt about it, boys. From early in this season, bit by bit, power has been taken away from Tim Sheens. 100%. That guy, they're a hot mess, the old Tigers, aren't oh, they? Oh, man. They just... <laughs> They just don't I stop. I mean, what? what, like what, it's, what it's, it's one. It's, it's on the on the month. Something's going to happen. If you if you indeed go right, Benji Marshall is going to be the guy that we're going to be able to sort of build our future on as a coach. Then throwing him in next year, and I hope I'm hope I'm wrong, right? Throwing me throwing Benji in next year, boy oh boy, talk about it. They, they're going to begin, begin next season as favourites for the wooden spoon. Uh there's a real lack of experience in the place. It couldn't be a tougher job. So I actually, I've got a piece at all, uh, that ran today on Daniel Anderson. It's United for Daniel round in the NRL this week. And I interviewed him a week and a half ago and was th- talking about coaching and Sam Burgess had just signed with uh, with Warrington. I said, what do you think? And he said, it's the best path for him to take. Because yep. he's going to go over there, get experience, tough job. We talked about it on the show last yeah. week. Robbo, Madge Robbo, done it. Exactly. Yep. But no one does... But. He, he, and he did it himself. He he did the Warriors and went to St. Helens and came back to Parramatta. And he, but it's like it's that is the natural progression yep. to get you get ahead in the game because you like, work double time over there. You're understaffed over there. But also, not even if you go to the UK, you you need to do. Don't don't coaches need to do a big long apprenticeship as an assistant? Know every part of the yep. of the job. And I'm not. Sure. It's, and I know I'm not discounting Benji's ability or his knowledge or whether he's going to be a success without Sheen's there. From next year onwards, but I tell you what, it's a tough gig at, at a at a tough club when when, that, when you when you haven't really done the hard yards to know everything about the trade. When all that, well, all that absolutely. When all that stuff uh, started middle of the year about you know names being thrown up for state of origin and all that sort of stuff, and I was one of them. But um, Wayne Bennett reached out and said to me, "Mate, I'll give you." I just said, "Look, Wayne, you know," I just said. I can do it. And he said, mate, my advice, if ever you're going to do it, he said, go get yourself a team. And he said, mate, I don't care if it's the local under 18 side and you coach them by yourself and you make the, your mistakes there and you just, you learn about coaching. You've got to be coach fit. Otherwise, you know, you're in the box and the shit's hitting the fan. Mm. Suddenly you're throwing a hooker on the wing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I just, I think that, you know, we're talking about Benji here. When does <laughs> when does the music stop? When does the music stop for the well, higher the chairs, ups of Tigers? The, oh, oh, sorry. When I, does I, the like music stop? Chairs. Like here yeah. we are talking about Benji. Let's talk about the real issue. Like the no, real. No, cons- I love. I love. When Lee does it stop? And Justin Pascoe. Yeah, they're like South Park characters. <laughs> just, like I just like I just the the, the needs. Lee Hatchapentelis's fedora needs its own Instagram <laughs> account. It really does. Kids it are wearing really them. Does. In, kids are wearing them on the on, streets of Leichhardt, and they're wearing them on a jaunty angle too. That's the that's the key. But like, there's going to be it. no success it. at that club until changes are made at the tippity top. You could bring Wayne Bennett in, and I reckon he'd still have problems with that. That well, roster. they almost did. They almost did get Bennett, and he sort of 
he sort of angled it. But, <laughs> I think but, Wayne got the, understood it wasn't the right move, and uh, South is probably better. At the start of the year, they said it'll be a two. It'll be a two-year process before Benji takes over. Mm. They're getting the spoon. Just do that extra year. I know. Yeah. What, what's what could go worse? But what also says to me is when they got Sheens and Benji and and and, and uh, Robbie back, and they got the band back together. That yeah. it's all cosmetic. It's like let's bring in, let's bring back some club legends, and we're going to look good. And if it doesn't work. I tell you what, <laughs> it can yeah. be on them. Benji needs stability, and what he ne- he needs to be surrounded by really experienced guys, mentors. You know, not just X's and O's guys, right? And mm. a lot of the young coaches make the mistake; they just hire a guy who are tactically minded. He needs a couple of people in and around him who understand what the pressure is, understand who's who in the zoo, as they say, uh, and can alleviate the pressure off the players and and Benji. But. Yeah, okay, experienced guys. Are there experienced guys around that would go into the Tigers system to be an assistant in that, as you said, zoo? Yeah. Would that like you know who are these who are these guys? I just think we're talking That's about a the wrong very thing. Very good. <laughs> yeah. We're talking oh, yeah, yeah. about yeah, the you're wrong right. thing. It you know, is yeah, the yeah. tippity top. It's been there for the last 10 years. There's been no success. They've knived every single coach that's been there. Like, when do we go? Hang on a yeah. sec. What Poor is going and, on? And you're right. imagine, being, imagine Benji and you're sitting there saying, okay, so they brought, they sacked Mad, Madge, bring this coaching team here. Here's what the plan is. But then they react to that and Shunes has gone. Now, what happens in the middle of the year next year? And hopefully it doesn't happen. But Benji, Tigers, are worse, and we've seen that with the Bulldogs. Mm. Is it, it just mm. a change doesn't happen? You know, it, it continues to slide. What happens then? Like, what what do they do then if they're looking for cosmetic changes? What do they do? I don't and, know. And, and also, like, <laughs> there's not many coaches out there that haven't sacked. But what yeah. what I don't understand is is like, okay, let's say Tim Sheens was the worst coach in history. Let's just uh, let's just assume that that that's what's happened. Even though I disagree with that, it is still their plan that has failed. Yes, it is still their five-year plan that has failed. Yeah. I don't I, get I, it. I reckon I had this. I've had this argument on the Footy Show panel that on a Sunday, probably five times in the last year, is like I, I keep saying, "Oh, but the, you know they're not responsible for football. It's the chair and the chief executive of the club. They run the club. They're oh, the, they're great commercially, good as gold. Yeah. They've got a big center of excellence with the barber, good as gold." But your prime focus, <laughs> your prime prime focus as a football club is to win football matches. On the spinal tap version of rugby league, Tales of Tiger Town. Do you remember when they went right out? It was exciting. They were going to take the families and everyone to go see the centre of excellence. And it was literally a building site. And I remember they cut into Ronnie Palmer. And you can see Ronnie Palmer and go, Jesus Christ. But I tell you what, their haircuts are unbelievable. Awesome. We'll take a break. We're going to talk about the Cowboy Sharks next.